I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. What up, bitches? Welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I am your host, Francesca Amber, who feels slightly confused about how this week's pod is going to go. So... As I am sure you are aware, there is a, well, some call it a war, other people call it a genocide going on right now in Palestine. And it is something that is affecting the vibration of us all. So many people have messaged me saying, I feel really low vibe about this. I feel really down about this. And so many people that I consume their content haven't really known what to post this week. Everything feels kind of inappropriate. Um nothing feels fitting. And so I really struggled to think what I would talk about this week that felt right. So basically what I came up with is that I would throw it over to you guys and I would ask you if you have any questions for me that you want answered. And so I've got a lovely little collection of questions here that I'm going to answer today. Okay, the first question is very, very appropriate. It is, how do you protect your energy when you are manifesting in troubled times? So, for example, you are feeling guilty or superficial for manifesting what you want into your life. And I think that is something that so many of us can resonate with right now. Whether we turn on our TV or we stop to talk to someone in the shop or we are scrolling through our social media, we are bombarded with images of children dying in the most horrific ways possible, of families being torn apart, neighbourhoods being absolutely destroyed. And it can feel really counterintuitive to be like, I want to manifest a lovely new kitchen or I want to manifest the love of my life. It can feel really at odds with what we are seeing every single day. But what I would say is that at any one time in this world, there are a million unfair, unjust, just cruel events happening. There is intense factory farming The fur trade is fucking alive and well. If you want to go and do yourself some psychological damage, just look up the fur trade, fur farming. Jesus Christ. There is sex trafficking. 
There are child labor issues going on around the world. There's famine. Hello, has anyone forgotten about fucking Yemen? Like there is famine. There are wars going on. There are genocides. This is all going on all the time. But also let's remember that this attack on Palestine has been going on for years. It's been going on for years. It's just now it's being brought to the mainstream attention. So of course we want to be aware of what is going on in the world. I know that so many people who are very spiritual that are on a high vibe, they refuse to watch the news, they refuse to read the newspapers. And I kind of am on board with that a little bit. I think that you can have so much of your energy sucked up with these narratives that they're trying to tell you of, you know, how you should be feeling, what you should be scared of. And I definitely don't subscribe to that. However, I do think that we should be aware of what is going on in the world. I know that when we're at school, we learn so much about the Holocaust and people would ask, how the fuck was this allowed to happen? How was the Holocaust allowed to happen? And the reality is that the Holocaust is happening again right now. We are having a new genocide happening right now. And that's why we do need to remain aware. This is why we do need to remain awake because otherwise another Holocaust will fucking happen. So what I would say, how can you protect your energy when you're manifesting in a troubled world, is be informed. Pick your cause and help. Help in whatever way you can. Remember that raising your vibration and living your best life will help to raise the vibration of the world, but more immediately, the people around you. And that does have a knock-on effect. And someone who is healed, happy and wealthy can do far more to help than somebody who is sad, angry, stuck and poor. In the book club, we've read several wealth books and this is something that Denise Duffield-Thomas and Amanda Francis and other people that teach about the energy of money always say is that an empowered, wealthy woman is far more powerful than somebody who maybe is spiritual and, you know, feels, oh, I'm hurting about all these things in the world. But if you don't have any power or money to change anything, like it's no fucking good. So that's what I would say. Protect your energy Continue to raise your vibe and be the best person you can be because you still have to be there for your co-workers or your employees or your children, your family, whoever it is. You still have to show up. You can't be dragged down by every single thing happening in the world and pick your cause and help it. So I have donated £500 today to Palestine Action, which helps to stop the arms dealer Elbit from operating in the UK, amongst many other things, because I don't know. Palestine action kind of reminds me of, do you remember that old saying of like, you can teach a man to fish? No, wait, that wasn't the saying. You can buy a man a fish or you can give a man a fish, okay? You give a man a fish and he eats for a day. But if you if you teach a man how to fish, he can eat for the rest of his life. And I think it's amazing all of the charities that are getting all of the supplies onto the ground where they can in Palestine, but actually stopping the fucking arms dealers in the first place from operating in the UK and operating in the US, it's kind of stopping stopping it at the source. So I've donated £500 to them. If you want to donate to, it's called Palestine Action. Um, but choose your cause, whether that is stopping intense factory farming, whether it's stopping the fur trade. When I was in my 20s, I had this goal that I wanted to stop the production of foie gras in the UK. I never actually managed, but if anyone wants to take that on as their own goal, like become the fucking crazy foie gras lady, like 
don't let it get you down, but choose your cause and help it. Remember, a ship doesn't sink because of the water around it. It sinks because of the water that gets inside it. So remain aware, help where you can, but keep your vibe high. Okay, question two is how do you incorporate spiritual principles into your business? Oh my God, my business is 50% fucking spiritual principles, about 10% business principles. So when I say that I am preparing for something and this could be speaking at an event, it could be recording a podcast with a guest or it could be writing a book, no matter what it is, I will prepare in the traditional way about 50% of the time. So the traditional ways might be writing notes, researching my guest, um, writing out flashcards for what I'm going to speak about. Uh, You know what I mean? Like traditional preparation. But then the other 50% is purely spiritual and mindset stuff. So it will be setting intentions and visualizing how I want it to go. It might be driving in my car and listening to my motivational songs and literally movie minding. No, wait, that's not the word. Mind moving, you know, making a movie in my mind of exactly how I want it to go. Um, EFT tapping, creating a vision for it. So I definitely couldn't have one without the other. I remember when I was moving house, this is a bit of a different example, but when I was moving house, people would say to me, oh, you all packed up. Are you ready to go? And I was like, I have so much to do before I leave. But not all of it is packing boxes and, you know, hoovering behind your bed once you move it. Do you know what I mean? Like part of it was that, but there were so many other spiritual or mindset things that I wanted to do. I wanted to write a letter to my old home and throw it up in my loft. I wanted to set intentions for my new home and buy highly symbolic items that would be the first items to cross the threshold. There were all of these things that I needed to do on a spiritual kind of mindset um, basis that were not what most people would consider things that you do before you move. So I hope that makes sense. Okay, the next question is, how do you maintain a work-life balance whilst bringing up a family? Well, basically three things, planning, planning and more planning. So Sunday night planning has changed my goddamn life um, and I do it every Sunday without fail. I sit down and I plan out all of my obligations, my work days, my appointments, my social time, my quality time with my children on a Sunday night. So I will literally section off days or even times that are dedicated to pure quality time. And it sounds crazy, but I will literally mark it as that. I will put quality time with girls like that is it so that means phone off laptop away and not only that but I will not even think about work it is all about pure connection and being focused on them a hundred percent and that is a fucking privilege and I'm only able to do that because I plan out the rest of my week so I plan out exactly what needs to get done that week So I often talk about, as a mum, having glass balls and 
plastic balls. And when you are juggling all these balls, sometimes the plastic balls might drop, but they bounce and it's okay. Like nothing bad is going to happen. But the glass balls, they have to stay in the air. So the glass balls for me are every single week, I have to put a podcast out. Like that's a non-negotiable. Every single week, I have to keep up with my book club commitments because that is my main income. So again, that is a non-negotiable. Another non-negotiable is I have to feed my children three times a day. Do you know what I mean? Like I have to feed my children and keep my home clean and warm like that. That's just a non-negotiable. So I plan out what needs to be done. Like I put in the absolute non-negotiables. Then I put what I would like to do. And this is social stuff and even some kind of self-care too, because I recognize that as a caregiver for children, as a mother, As a business owner, a lot of people rely on either the services that I provide or they work for me or work with me or whatever. Um, I have to be my best self. And this is kind of where it comes to like, it's kind of half glass, half plastic. There are some weeks where 100% I don't get any social time or I don't get any self-care time. And it ain't good. Like you couldn't keep that up for long. But most weeks I like to have some of that in there too so that I can operate as my best self. Now, some weeks that might look like a night out with my friends. Another week it could be getting my hair done and a massage. What a fucking treat. Another week it could be a dick appointment. They're all self-care, okay? There's no judgment here. They are all self-care. But planning everything in means that I know I am not falling behind or I'm not stressed about work. And it means that I can be fully present with my children and I enjoy them. So, yeah, I guess the answer is that there is a balance. You know, they're in childcare two days a week. And I make sure that on those two days I get everything done that I need to. I sometimes need to sacrifice my evenings or social time to make sure that everything gets done towards my goals and what I want to happen in my life. Um, But it means that I have dedicated times that are just about the children and to me quality over quantity any day of the week. Okay next question is do you believe there is a connection between personal or spiritual growth and business success? Absolutely. Absolutely. Without a doubt absolutely. We only receive as much as we allow ourselves to. And when you first hear that, you might be like, how fucking dare you? How dare you? I would like to receive all sorts. But the truth is, you are the cock block. What is the name of that very famous book? The mountain is you. The mountain is you, my friend. Like, you are the person that is allowing yourself to receive what is in your life, whether that is help, opportunities, money, time, fun, whatever it is. And we have so many limiting beliefs from growing up from our life experiences that it is our job and our job alone to work on those and to work on ourselves. And I know myself, when I first started self-development work, I'd be like, this has happened to me and this terrible thing was modeled to me and I was never shown this and I was, you know, whatever, excuses, excuses. Just because other people might have given you your limiting beliefs, it doesn't mean that it's their job to rid you of them. It's your job. It's your job to work on yourself, to shed yourself of everything that is holding you back, all of your limiting beliefs. And the more that you work on yourself, the more that your business will thrive. 
Because what we receive in life is in direct proportion to how we value ourselves. And again, that comes in the form of money, in the form of relationships, in love, whatever. So it's your fucking job. It's your job to work on these things. And yeah, you better believe if you work on your personal and spiritual growth, your business is going to be boosted, man. Okay, the next question is, are you going to do a recap of all the book club books this year and your top takeaways? Yes, I think it's a fun little thing to do at the end of the year. I really enjoy going over all of my top takeaways of all the books. Like, I can't begin to tell you the value I gain from reading 12 self-development books per year is insane. And sometimes life moves so fast that I like to go back and refocus on just some of those ideas and principles again. So, for example, there was a book we did called Style Therapy. And this is all about dressing for the day that you want to have and ultimately like the life you want to have. And what I learned from that book is that, and this is going to sound crazy, but the way that you dress and the way that you present yourself is the ultimate form of mindfulness. At least to me, that's what that's what it seems. It's like saying today, today is what matters. Like I am putting my best foot forward today. I'm putting my best fucking face forward today. And this is how I'm presenting myself to the world because good shit is going to happen. Now, we did this book in the summer. And I have to say, I really like my summer wardrobe. People often say to me, Fran, where did you get that dress? Like you have so many nice dresses. I'm like, yes, dresses are my thing. Like I just seem to have a lot of nice dresses. I fucking love them. But winter, oh Lord, winter is a different story. Let me tell you. I am a leggings and sweatshirt girl. I am the same all day, every day. And I'm very aware that I probably need to go back and revisit some of the principles and the ideas in style therapy to now apply to my winter wardrobe because we all need to be reminded of things like I don't want you to ever think that because you learn something and then you maybe fall off track or you forget it or whatever and that you need to be reminded that it's a failure that you failed like it's absolutely not that's why with this podcast even so many ideas and so many theories are repeated they're repeated over and over in different ways because we need to be reminded to keep on track basically so yeah I want to go back and do style therapy for my winter wardrobe Um, and also the emotional eating book that we did was insane it's the only it's the only I don't even want to say diet because it wasn't a diet it's the only a book that I've ever read or thing I've ever done that has changed my eating and it hasn't taken any willpower it hasn't taken any effort now the thing I will say is that since reading that book it was kind of the worst timing ever I have had my kitchen destroyed (laughs) and taken away um, and I have no place to prepare food really and I have no kitchen and I have no dishwasher really easily accessible and we don't even really have a place to eat so it's very very difficult and and this just reminds me how important spatial alchemy is spatial alchemy being how we use our environment how we can use our environment and our home to either support our goals or to basically fuck us up and my home right now is fucking me up with the food because I have no place to prepare food for four people and I have no place to eat it's very very difficult and so I really want to reread well I'm not going to reread the book I'm simply going to listen to my 
book club episodes about it um, in the lead up to my kitchen being back up and running because I just need to be reminded of it. So you can go back into the book club and read any of the books that we've done in the past, whether it is Happy Home, the one all about how you can turn your home into a 3D vision board using Feng Shui or Style Therapy, Dressing for the Life that You Want, or maybe some of the money books that we've done. We have this thing now called Collections, where you can easily go into the app and pick any book that you want and simply listen to that book. So please don't be put off that... um, any of these books are in the past. You can go back and read any of them at any time. Go to Patreon and search for Law of Attraction Changed My Life. The next question is, where do you see Law of Attraction Changed My Life in three years? Oh, so on a very superficial level, I would love to have some like amazing snappy reels of my guests in like a beautifully shot studio. I know so many people have that set up and like have some amazing guests and I just don't fucking have that. So I would love that. Um, And I would also love for it to somehow be translated to video like to tv so I'm thinking Netflix I'm thinking uh YouTube I don't really know but I would love to not every week like I hate podcasts that are just recorded every week because it ain't a podcast then it's a fucking video like I'm not talking about that the thing I love about podcasting is I can sit here with no makeup on and no one knows but I would love to do some maybe like documentaries or one-off shows that I don't even know. I don't even know really what format yet, but I know that's the direction that I would like to go. But on a much bigger level, I would love to really curate and nurture this community because the community of this podcast is the most important thing. And if the event in London didn't show us that, I don't know what fucking will. So I definitely want to work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today on more events. I would love to actually start like a yearly retreat. That's something I would love to do. Um, And just uh, things that support the community, because I do think that that is the most important part of this. The next question is, who has been your number one podcast guest over the years and why? I've had some good guests. I've had some real good guests. Let's all remember Paul Brunson, three times a lady. He's never been on a podcast more than once and he's been on this one three times. How exciting. Um, I have to say, though, I think Kate Northrup, the author of Do Less, the woman that taught me the power and the magic of cyclical living. 
I think when somebody teaches you something life-changing that you weren't taught at school, that is not on the curriculum, um, that you were not taught by your parents or your family, there is something very, very powerful about that. And the gratitude that you feel towards that person for bringing this into your life, I think that's very, very powerful. So yeah, I've got to say Kate Northrup. Okay, next question is, when you get into a slump, what is your go-to to try and get motivated again? So when you say a slump, I'm going to split this up into, into two things, right? The first one is a mini slump, okay? So maybe you're just having a bad day and you're finding yourself just sitting and scrolling or, or just procrastinating or whatever. It's a little mini slump. I would say use the five second rule. An incredible method devised by Mel Robbins. We all love her, right? Um, and she has an entire book about it. But basically, if you find yourself sitting and scrolling or laying in bed or procrastinating, you can simply go five, four, three, two, one. And on one, you physically move. You physically get up. It doesn't matter what you do after, you physically get up. And it's such a simple technique, but it truly, truly works. Now, if you are in a mega slump, so you've got a mini slump or a mega slump, I would say that with so much information and so many demands on our time and not doing enough to light us up, more and more of us are experiencing slumps or downward spirals or even burnout. So I would kind of lean into that slump a little bit and see how yours feels to you. Like, are you just being a little bit procrastinating or do you genuinely need a fucking break? So sometimes we just need a break. And so many of us are guilty of just looking at our phones for far longer in the day than we should. And that is not a rest. Like we think sitting and scrolling is a rest, but it's actually not. If you listen to my episode last week about the Pomodoro technique, it's all about how focusing up close on something and particularly your phone that is delivering so much information at once our brains are being told to like stay hyper-focused and hyper-vigilant. And that is basically, it's giving us fucking brain fatigue. Like we are getting fatigued from just looking at our phone. So I'm talking about having a proper fertile void rest. Have a look at your menstrual cycle if you have one and the cycle of the moon and see if you are naturally in the time of the month when you are naturally feeling very sort of low energy and like you want to be inward and not do very much. And if that's the case, go with your body, allow yourself to have that time. Um, but when I think back to my own burnout stroke breakdown in February or March, no amount of motivation or willpower would have got me out of that like I had two house moves and a big life event in a very short space of time and I was also getting over some trauma I think that when we um when we sometimes slow down a little bit, when we've achieved something big and we slow down a little bit, sometimes the traumas of the past can kind of catch up with us. And this is because when we're in survival mode, like when the bad things are happening, we often are kicked into action and we kick into gear and we're like, right, let's just fucking get through this. But then when we actually do have the opportunity to kind of sit back and reflect, that's when it can all come rushing back. And for me, that's exactly what happened. And so like I say, no amount of fucking five second rules or motivation would have got me out of that. And what my body and my mind needed 
was a true rest. So I would say, first of all, assess where you truly are. Like identify if you are approaching burnout or if you're just being a lazy fucker, because both can be true, right? Like we just need to identify which one you are. So if it's just that you are lazy, that you are procrastinating, again, lean into that for a couple of days and see how you feel. So I did this recently. Um, I think it's partially because I'm living in a building site and partially because we are coming into sort of autumn and winter and stuff. But I recently just got into really bad habits with like bad eating, going to sleep really, really late and not being as productive and and productive I think can sometimes be a bit of a toxic word but when I say productive I mean in any sense like doing the things that bring me joy um keeping my environment nice um self-care for myself like all of these things I just got into a bit of a rut where I wasn't spending my days how I would really want to and I think sometimes you want to almost let it get like a little bit bad and then you decide right enough is enough and you just make one positive action just take one positive action. And for me, that always is decluttering. If I'm feeling overwhelmed, if I'm feeling really demotivated, if I'm feeling really down, for me, decluttering is like the catalyst for change for me. And once I start, like I can't fucking stop. So just pick something that you can do easily that will just change the course of your behavior. So again, last week, I was talking about the Pomodoro technique. And I love this technique. It's literally changed how I work, how I live. And what it's taught me is that your body needs periods of rest and renewal throughout the day, but also throughout the month. So if you maybe are just berating yourself for procrastinating and then doing negative things like scrolling on your phone that actually isn't giving yourself a rest and then expecting yourself to just keep working on top of your brain already working you're just gonna fucking burn yourself out so instead of relying on willpower to bulldoze through your day and through your to-do list which spoiler alert will always make you feel like you're coming up short just try the pomodoro technique And you truly can change your life and your situation just 25 minutes at a time. If you've not listened to last week's pod, go back and listen to it. I guarantee it's going to change your goddamn life. The next question is, what are your three main priorities for 2024? Oh, I love this question. So as always, my number one priority is just to have an amazing year, an amazing summer with my children. We don't get that many summers with our children like I know that this is like that fucking toxic culture of mums on fucking Instagram with their reels being like you only get 18 summers with your children and some people say like fuck you like fuck you this is just putting so much unnecessary pressure on me but it's true Although we will still spend time with our children when they're adults and we will still holiday with them and have amazing times with them we never get this time back. And I'm acutely aware of that. And also, we're all getting older. And when you're older, you're not going to be able to travel or or do things like maybe physical things as much as when you're younger. And so my priority every single year that my children are children is to simply spend quality time, make memories, be in the moment, be present. And that includes a lot of planning. Like that does include a lot of planning. Um, But yeah, just to have an amazing year and summer with my children and with my friends and family as well. My second priority is my health. I feel like I've done so much self-development work 
And my health is truly one of the last pillars of my self-development. And by health, I mean both eating and exercise. So recently doing that book about the emotional eating, complete game changer. I truly believe once I've got my (laughs) kitchen back up and running, it's going to be a goddamn game changer. Um, But also I recently discovered this interesting sort of um, method called exercise snacking and it says that if you find it hard to find 30 minutes to like go to a class and you maybe have to travel there and you have to get childcare and all this bullshit and it just suddenly feels, feels too overwhelming you can do this thing called exercise snacking which is just taking 10 minutes of exercise here and there when you can so I've realized and I can't believe it's taken me all this fucking time to realize this but I was always saying I can't exercise or work out because of my children. And it's true. I can't go on a walk with them. Like, I just can't. It it won't happen. But I can work out with my children there. And better still, they actually make it easier for me than if they weren't there. So last weekend, my friend and I decided to take the girls and their scooters for a walk around this marina where I used to live. And it was glorious. It was beautiful. Then we went to the park and we put them on the swings. Every time we were swinging, pushing them on the swing, we decided to do a squat or a lunge. Let me tell you, there is no motivation like your child saying, more, like push me higher. I fucking pushed those children on the swings for, I'm going to say, 40 minutes. I did so many squats and lunges that I thought my legs had fucking broken the next day. I could barely walk. It was incredible. And it made me realize, oh my God, I can work out with my children there. And not only that, it's setting a good example for them. They find it really entertaining. They don't want a mum that's just like sitting down resting. They want a mum that's up and being active. So I've started doing all these things, right? I've started putting Just Dance on YouTube. Spoiler alert, you don't need Just Dance. You can just put it on YouTube and your children think that they are playing it, but they're not. They're just watching a video of it. We do half an hour of Just Dance every night before we go up to bed. And I am literally sweating my balls off. Like it is insane it's so much fun the kids love it I've even started doing yoga where like they climb on my back and I try and do some yoga poses with the weight of them on me I must admit I don't know if that's good for my joints I did feel like I died the night after I did that but it's absolutely like life-changing for me that I can actually work out with the children there so yeah health is my second one and my third one is as always to move the podcast forward I think that When you start off strong and you have like, I had a really strong start with the podcast, it's easy to get really caught up in that and be like, oh my God, this is amazing. But, you know, my podcast is now like three or four years old. Like it's not even that new anymore. And so I really want to continue to grow it and for it to evolve and to become better a better experience for you and to have additional kind of experiences like, like I said earlier, like events, retreats, and doing something with like a documentary or something. So yeah, those are my three priorities for 2024. The next question is, what is the quickest way to manifest a thousand pounds? So if I wanted to manifest specifically a thousand pounds, this is what I would do. I would take my bank balance and I would edit it Um, and put the new balance in there with a thousand pounds added or whatever it is that you want to manifest. And I would set that as my home screen on my phone because then you are going to be seeing that subliminally up to like 150, 200 times a day. 
The second thing I'd do is I would create affirmations and I would say them whilst doing EFT tapping. EFT tapping is very, very powerful for manifesting money and results. Um, I would listen to my wealth subliminal every night. Um, I don't always listen to my wealth subliminal because there are different things that I want to manifest into my life. Sometimes I listen to the perfect health one. Sometimes I listen to the beauty and confidence. Sometimes I listen to the soulmate. Like it just depends on what I want to manifest at that time in my life. So I'd be listening to that wealth one on fucking repeat. Um, then on a practical level, I would write a list of the easiest ways that I could earn this whilst being open to the other limitless possibilities. So sometimes it's really simple. Like if you are a eyelash technician, it might just be looking at, okay, how many sets of lashes do I need to do to manifest that extra thousand pounds? Could I, could I do an offer? Could I try a new way of marketing? What could I do? But once you get clear on how many sets of lashes you needed to do to manifest that, that is like real clear action and it will help you to get there. Even if the money doesn't come in that way, it does really help. Like I say, it's super important to be open to the limitless possibilities, um, the different ways that it could come into you. And the final question is how to manifest a relationship with the guy I like. I think he's my twin flame and I think he likes me too. Okay, so if you already know him and you think you like each other and maybe there's a little bit of like a situationship going on there, but you want to manifest it, it, it makes me nervous that you're saying manifest a relationship with him. Um, because if nothing's happened, I would just beg you to ask yourself why. So I saw a quote on Instagram the other day that said, you were never asking for too much. You were simply asking the wrong person. And sometimes I think that that can be harsh to hear. But do you know what? Real talk, sometimes I have to go back and rewatch that movie. He's just not that into you. Because let me tell you, when I met my husband, I say that I manifested my husband, right? And when I say that, I really want you to understand a distinct difference when I was manifesting, I was manifesting before I met him. So I had this visualization of who I wanted it to be, of me getting engaged, my wedding day. Look, I'm not saying I focused on the right things, okay? Like I did not focus on the right things, but I was manifesting that relationship. But I think that once you've met the person and you've maybe gone on a few dates with them, I think it's really dangerous to say I want to manifest a relationship with them because at this point they've come into your life your your paths have crossed and let me tell you when I met my husband he curated the most amazing dates without ever having to be asked to I didn't have to ask him to message me back I didn't have to question whether he liked me or not he put in effort he put in time and he proposed within six months so it just makes me nervous when I hear people saying I really like this guy and I want to manifest a relationship because tr trust me I've fucking been here too I've talked about my local dick appointment a couple of times on here like I don't think he's really my match but he is someone I find very attractive and I like spending time with and I find myself getting frustrated sometimes being like fucking hell am I asking too much to just ask for a fucking text back like the whole week of my event like he literally was one of the only people that just didn't didn't ask me how it went didn't say good luck beforehand and it takes me back to that quote again you were never asking for too much you were simply asking the wrong person so so I would say be honest 
Be honest with this guy, be vulnerable, say how you feel. And if it's reciprocated, then it's all good and it will move forward. But if it's not, that is the answer that you needed to hear. Okay, that is the end of my questions today. I hope that you found that useful. I hope that you found that helpful. Just on that last question, just following on from that whole love question. So I had something crazy happen. Well, it's not that crazy, but I had something happen the other day. If you love signs from the universe, you're going to love this shit, right? So I was speaking to Paul Brunson, who is bringing out a new book all about love in, I believe it's like February time. I bet he's doing it on Valentine's Day, that sneaky little bastard. But we were talking about manifesting love and all this kind of stuff. And I just was getting a little bit frustrated, just thinking like, when am I going to fucking meet my match? Like, when am I going to meet somebody that I feel like matches my energy, that I feel just, you know what I mean? You know what I mean, right? So I was just getting a little bit frustrated about that. And I was wondering whether I should be putting more time and energy into it or whether I should just kind of trust the universe and be like, look, I'm open to receiving. I'm open to receiving all the dick, okay? Um, I'm open to receiving, but like just kind of letting it go to the universe, right? And I was saying this in my mind. I was like, I'm just going to trust the universe. Like, I know it's going to happen. And literally later that day, I ordered a Wagamama don't judge me. Again, it's because I have no kitchen, okay? And I got my my delivery and I order from Wagamama quite often because it's healthy, okay? And uh, in there was a handwritten card that says, thanks for your order, matcha made in heaven. And I was like, how bizarre. I've never received a handwritten note in my Wagamama order before. Matcha made in heaven, it's like a play on words for match made in heaven, right? And that is exactly what I was asking the universe is, shall I just leave this shit up to you? Like, are you going to bring fucking J. Cole to my door? Do you know what I mean? Or Eddie Hearn? Like, is this just going to happen? Like, do I just wait? And uh, yeah, I just felt like, wow. And then I didn't even notice until I put it up on my wall next to my desk. And it actually says at the top, thanks for your order. And the thanks is in red. Thanks for your order is something that we often talk about with cosmic ordering, the law of attraction. You know, you put your order in with the universe and then you trust that it's coming. So thank you for your order. And the thanks was in red. And of course, gratitude is such a big part of the law of attraction. So I just feel like this was a sign from the goddamn universe. If you happen to work in the Lincoln branch of Wagamama and you just put these in every single order, don't fucking tell me, okay? Because I just want to believe this is my sign from the universe. Um, I've, honestly, I've never had one from there before. So it blew my mind. But anyway, I hope that you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you have, please do rate, review, subscribe. It really helps podcasts out. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at Law of Attraction Change My Life or at Francesca Amber. For those bitches in the back that need to hear it one more time, you were never asking for too much. You were simply asking the wrong person. I hope that that resonates with some of you today. I will see you next week. The law of attraction has changed my life. It's going to change yours too, bitch. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 